The Productive Woman, Episode 281. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast about productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thank you so much for joining me. This week, we're going to talk about being more productive by focusing on the things we can control. You'll find more information and links to resources I mentioned in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 281. This episode is brought to you by HoneyBook and by MetPro. If you're wanting to get healthier this year so you have more energy to get the things done that matter to you, don't forget to visit metpro.co slash tpw to get a complimentary metabolic profiling assessment and consultation. You'll learn about your metabolism and receive personalized advice from a metabolic expert. To claim this offer, head to metpro.co slash tpw. I'll share just a little more about MetPro later on in the show, but right now I want to say a special thanks to our sponsor, HoneyBook. If you run your own business, you're used to doing it all, but if you're struggling to get through your to-do list, HoneyBook can help. HoneyBook is an online business management tool that organizes your client communications, bookings, contracts, and invoices all in one place. HoneyBook makes it simple to run your business better. They offer professional templates, e-signatures, and built-in automation that keeps everything on track and makes you look good. They can even consolidate services you already use, like QuickBooks, Google Suite, Excel, and MailChimp or Gmail. It's a number one choice for clients and business management for freelancers and business owners, allowing you to save time and do more of what you love with HoneyBook. And right now, HoneyBook is offering the Productive Woman listeners 50% off when you visit honeybook.com slash TPW. Payment is flexible and the promotion applies whether you pay monthly or annually. So visit honeybook.com slash TPW for 50% off your first year. That's honeybook.com slash TPW. I've been reading a couple of books lately that have in different ways talked a lot about how important our mindset is in accomplishing anything that matters to us. One of them is a book by Ryan Holiday called The Obstacle is the Way, The Timeless Art of Turning Trials into Triumph. It's such a good book. I started out listening to it on audible.com. So I was listening to the audio book when I was, you know, doing chores around the house and stuff, but it was so good that I went and got uh, a readable copy of it so I could take notes and have it in front of me because it's just very, very good, very motivational, very um, thought provoking. And this episode is not in our productive reading series, but uh, although I may, may do this book later on this year, but I wanted to share some of the key reminders, both from this book and some other things I've been reading that have really helped me in getting past some blocks and getting some things done that were important to me. So where this all comes from is, is this. For some of us, including me, a lot of productive time is lost to either worrying about or fighting against situations and circumstances 
whether real or imagined or anticipated. As my husband will tell you, I have been known to get myself worked up into tears or anger over something that hasn't even happened yet, but, you know, but might. Um, Typically, it's something like something I think that is going to happen or might happen, and I'm worried about what's going to happen, and I start thinking about it. Uh, A lot of times, it maybe something like how somebody might react to something I said or did, or I'm thinking of saying or doing. Uh, It's something I struggle with worrying about what other people are going to think or how they're going to react. And I can imagine these scenarios uh, and get myself just worked up into a complete dither over it or worrying about or, or stewing about things that have happened already and can't be changed, like how someone has reacted to something I said or did, or even something I didn't say or do, but they think I did. Have you ever been in that kind of situation where someone perceives something you've done in a way that you never intended it, and you can walk around carrying that with you and stewing about and it and, and rehashing the conversations? And the thing is, neither what might happen in the future or what has happened in the past is something I can do anything about. And so I have lost a ton of productive time worrying about those sorts of things that I have no control over. The past can't be changed. The future can't be dealt with until we get, it becomes the present. And so that for me is something that I have struggled with for a long time and continue to try to work on. It's one of the reasons I really liked some of the things I've been reading lately. I've really been working on trying to manage my thinking in a way that I don't let those sorts of things derail me. Similarly, we all face obstacles and challenges in life, whether uh, it's our health, it's other people's expectations, lack of funds, uh, trying to manage a full-time job plus parenting and other things or physical or health limitations or crises affecting us or the people we love or even a, a difficult upbringing. You know, all kinds of things can come along or can be part of the circumstances we live in that present obstacles or challenges to accomplishing the things that we want to get done and and making that meaningfully productive life that we all want. And when those things come up, those obstacles, those challenges, sometimes it seems impossible to do the thing we need to do or the thing we want to do. Those challenges seem insurmountable and it's so easy to want to give up because, you know, it's impossible. We just can't. And we're going to talk about that idea of impossible in a minute. One of the things that has really spoken to me in uh, both Ryan Holiday's book and a couple of other things that I've just uh, kind of unrelated ran across in the last week or two has been the idea that what may seem impossible on first glance probably isn't. So Holiday in his book encourages us to consider developing that mindset of looking for anything we can do, no matter how small. We can't control our circumstances. We can't control other people. We can't control our past. It is, it's happened and it can't be changed. There are so many things in life that we cannot control, but we can either fight against those things outside our control, or we can look on purpose 
for something we can do, something we can control, some action we can take, and then take that action, uh, do that thing, whatever it is. Like I said, it's easy to want to give up when obstacles get in our way and they seem insurmountable. And if our attention is on the things we cannot control, we likely will give up. We certainly won't make any real progress. If we're spending our time, our energy, and our attention on the pieces of things that we can't control, our past, our circumstances, other people's thoughts or actions. So the the encouragement of Ryan Holiday's book and these other things that I've been reading and what I want to share with you, because it's really helping me, is learning to distinguish, you know, between what's really impossible or where we have action that we can take. Instead of focusing our attention on, on the circumstances, on the obstacle, on the difficulty, on the past, whatever it is, learning to focus our time, our energy, and our attention on those things that we have control over. So I just wanted to share a couple of thoughts around this topic that have come to me both from the reading and just my own thinking about it. Some attitudes and ideas to keep in mind as we're we're thinking about this. And so the first one is that what matters more than our circumstances is our perception of them. We know this is true because two people who have exactly the same circumstance say they're faced with the same obstacle in life, whether it's a bad upbringing or a lack of funds or, you know, somebody who's opposing them, whatever. Two people with exactly the same circumstances may have two very different experiences, and it's based entirely on how they perceive the situation. If they see it as impossible, they will have one experience. If they see it as a challenge to be overcome, they will have a different experience. There's lots of reasons for this. We are wired as human beings to find evidence for what we believe. So if in a situation we believe we're powerless, we'll find evidence to support that belief that we are powerless. And if we believe we are powerless, we actually are. But on the other hand, if we believe we can make a difference in the situation, we will just uh, subconsciously without <laughs> find evidence to support the belief that we can make a difference. And based on that belief that what we do can make a difference, we will take action that actually will make a difference. And as we've talked about in the past, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of Brooke Castillo, who is a master life coach. I've never worked with her personally. I've never met her, but I've listened to her podcast, the Life Coach School podcast, and just got a lot of benefit out of it. And we've talked in past episodes about how she po- points out that our feelings in any situation are generated not by the circumstances around us, but by what we think about those circumstances. And our actions are always based on our feelings. We act to get away from pain or because we think by taking a certain action, we will feel better. Whether consciously or not, that's what's driving what we do. And so all of that kind of ties together that our circumstances matter less than how we perceive them, how we think about them. 
Ryan Holiday in his book notes that, uh, and I'm quoting here, you'll, you will come across obstacles in life, fair and unfair, and you will discover time and time again that what matters most is not what these obstacles are, but how we see them, how we react to them, and whether we keep our composure. And I love that. I highlighted that in the copy of the book that I'm reading because this is a lesson that I have been trying for years to learn. My initial reaction to an unexpected challenge, honestly, is not to keep my composure. Even though I've learned through really difficult experience that, you know, freaking out and getting emotional, especially over things I can't control, never helps. And it usually makes things worse. Nevertheless, <laughs> I it's something I do. My initial reaction to the unexpected is not to, as Holiday suggests, keep my composure. I just don't. And as he says also in the book, too often we react emotionally, get despondent, and lose our perspective. All that does is turn bad things into really bad things. And I, you know, I can't argue with that. I, I absolutely agree. That has been my experience. Nevertheless, I still struggle with that sort of emotional reaction when things don't turn out the way I expect them to, or when unexpected bad news comes or an obstacle pops up. So I am trying to learn that lesson of dealing with those difficulties and those challenges, those things outside my control by managing how I see them and how I react to them and keeping my composure. I thought that was so good to keep in mind that our perception of our circumstances is far more important and far more influential and determinative of the outcome than the actual circumstances themselves. Another thing I've been thinking about a lot and that I wanted to point out is that our history, the things that have happened to us and the things we have done, it certainly informs who we are today, but it doesn't have to define us. The past is past. What happened yesterday, what happened five minutes ago, what happened 10 years ago is over and no amount of railing against it will change it. And fighting it or thinking about how it shouldn't have happened or feeling shame for what we did, none of those things will help us in any way to make a life that matters. It simply won't. The past is beyond our control and focusing on it and thinking about it and ruminating on it and meditating on it and, you know, wallowing in the shame of it. And, uh, you know, I, no judgment here. I I've done that myself. I still struggle with doing it because there are things in my past that I wish hadn't happened, that I wish I hadn't done, but I can't do anything about it now, right? We can't undo the past. We don't get do-overs. All we can do instead of, you know, allowing ourselves to focus on how unfair it was or how foolish we feel or whatever emotions come up from those past experiences or actions, we can choose instead to intentionally turn our thoughts to the things we can control. And that is our thoughts right now in this moment and our actions right now in this moment. That's, I think, so key 
to being productive in every sense of that term, to getting the things done that we need to do or want to do, to making a life that matters. It's not trying to undo or relive or reject or redefine the past, but choosing right now, today, in this moment, what we're going to think and what we're going to do. We are the ones who can control those things. Uh, Everything else is probably outside our control. So I thought that's such an important thing and a, a lesson that I'm trying to really internalize and make a part of my very conscious thinking. Um, The third thing or thought or idea that I wanted to share with you, something I've been thinking about, and this came up in Ryan Holiday's book. He talks about the, the distinction between the impossible and the merely improbable. Impossible is an easy diagnosis. It's an easy uh, thing to come to when we run up against a situation or circumstance, an obstacle, a difficulty that seems unassailable. We can't overcome it. Uh, That seems for some of us, and and maybe I'm one of those people, that that's the first reaction. This is impossible. We can't overcome this. This is, we're stuck now. And we can focus on that and think about the impossibility, the size of the obstacle, and come to the conclusion that it's impossible. I cannot accomplish this thing that I want to do. I can't start this business because this obstacle and this one has come up or this situation has occurred. I can't, you know, achieve this thing that I want to do because A, B, and C, or even just A has, has occurred and it can't be overcome. What Holiday talks about, and he uses case studies in the book, and this really struck me because I, as I said, my initial reaction historically to uh, an unexpected obstacle has been to kind of you know, throw my hands up and say, okay, well, it can't happen. It's done. Or this is impossible to overcome. And he talks in the book about uh, people faced with situations much worse than anything I've endured and who have found a way to get around it because they've decided, well, it's not impossible. It's improbable. It's not likely that I can overcome this. But if there is any chance at all, if there's any teeny chance that this can be overcome, I'm going to find it. I'm going to do it. And so the idea here is to intentionally and purposefully search for any small action you can take in the face of your circumstance. And instead of focusing on the obstacle itself or the difficulty or the situation, start asking yourself, is there something I can do? Something tiny, something, maybe it's not ideal. I'm not looking for ideal here. I'm just looking for something. And, uh, you know, he gives examples in the book, but one of the things that I thought about as I was uh, kind of pondering this is a personal situation. So I was born with congenital hip dysplasia, which nowadays that's found at birth in babies uh, who have it. And it's dealt with 
pretty easily. But I was born in 1960, and it the science around it was not as well known, and it wasn't discovered till I was older. And as a result of that birth defect, I had surgeries when I was a toddler, and ultimately it led to um, years of pain and then hip replacements uh, surgeries in my 40s. I have, as a result of all of this, some pretty serious physical limitations. There are many things that I physically cannot do. I can't squat. I can't, I don't have the, the, my hip simply won't bend that far. I can't tailor sit, you know, as you, on the floor, like people do. There are things that I cannot do. I could be discouraged by that. And no, well, so I can't do yoga. I can't do, uh, you know, certain things like that to get fit and healthy. And I could just give up because there are so many limitations on what I can do physically, or I can look for what I can do. So I can walk. So I've got that. I can even jog a little bit. I look funny when I do it, and I feel very self-conscious because of the way my hips work and and the you know, the consequences of that particular birth defect, but I can do it. So do I look at what I cannot do and give up or feel frustrated because the things that I can do are less effective than maybe some of the other kinds of fitness activities I'd like to engage in? Or do I do what I can? Do I find some small thing that I can do knowing, you know, it's, it may not have as quick a results as some other things that other people can do, but I can get results if I do it, if I take that small action. So that's one example. It's not impossible for me to lose weight or get fit. It's difficult, uh, you know, and that's maybe not as extreme as some of the kinds of obstacles that you might be facing that seem impossible to you. And what I would encourage you to say is, is it really impossible or is it only improbable? Is there something you could do that, that, you know, even if it's only a one chance out of 10 or one chance out of a hundred that it will get you the results. Are you willing to take that chance? Another example uh, of an obstacle a lot of people come up against, whether it's just in day-to-day life or trying to start a business or do some something that they want to do, it's, it's a lack of funds, lack of money. And that can seem like an insurmountable obstacle for a lot of us. So what I would encourage you to do, what I'm trying to encourage myself to do, is instead of looking at that obstacle, seeing that I don't have enough money to do this thing that I want to do, choose instead to see it as a challenge and look for some action you can take, no matter how small it is, and no matter how ineffectual it might seem. So, you know, maybe you are wanting, you know, a certain amount of money, a large amount of money to buy your first home or to attend a conference in an area that you Uh, are trying to build your career and you don't have the money and um, you see no way to get the money. Well, is there something you can do to get some money? 
for instance, in our area, there are a couple of places that will pay for certain recyclable materials like metal or something. They don't pay very much, but they, you know, they pay some money if, if you take things in. Can you look around and find some of those materials and take them into a place like that and, and collect the money for that and put it in a jar somewhere in your bank account? Half-priced books will pay for used books books. They don't pay very much, but it's better than nothing. Do you have a skill that somebody might pay for? Even something like cleaning house or babysitting or mowing lawns, mending clothes, um, whatever you know how to do. Could you put yourself out there uh, to do that for other people for money, to, to gather some money for this goal that you have in mind? Do you have something you can sell on Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist or somewhere? The, the point is learning to distinguish between what's impossible and what's merely improbable. And it improbable me, may mean you have just the tiniest chance of success, but are you willing to take that chance? Look hard for something you can do to take an action, however small and however little it seems like it'll make a difference because small changes, small actions taken consistently will get us where we want to go. The idea then is whatever the situation, be willing to take a chance. If there's any small, no matter how minuscule chance, take it and let other people react as they choose. The other thing is in a difficult situation, rather than letting helplessness or anger at unfairness hold you back and make you miserable, Again, turn your attention to what you can actually do something about. The example here that came to mind is maybe you you have a job that you uh, are miserable at because you've got a difficult boss or a difficult coworker, and it's you feel helpless. You're being treated unfairly. You're not getting the opportunities you deserve, or whatever that situation is. Again, the idea here is if you focus on what you cannot control, the boss, the coworker, the company policies, uh, just, you know, the, the horrible hours you have to work, whatever it is that you, you don't like about the job, you will be miserable and you will not take action. You will be simply there being unhappy. On the other hand, if you focus on what you can control, you can make a difference in that situation and be the situation may not change, but you will be less miserable. And that's certainly a more productive, uh, approach. So focus on the things you can control your own work ethic. Even if nobody else in the place is pulling their weight, you can still pull yours. You can, uh, choose to look for another job. Maybe not, and I'm not suggesting you just reactively quit out of anger, but deliberately and rationally start looking for other opportunities. Again, it may seem impossible. There's nothing else out there. Is it impossible or is it merely improbable? And if it's only improbable, then it's worth taking that risk, that action, giving it a shot. Uh, and you can control your own attitude. That's hard, but that all comes down to what we think and we can control our thinking. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying I'm even good at it, but we can do it. And finally, the, the fifth 
thought idea that I wanted to throw out there that uh, I'm pondering in my own life is be willing to take small steps. And this has been kind of a thread through this whole conversation, I guess, that, you know, we want to take the big steps that will make an immediate difference. And sometimes we can't. Sometimes things outside our control prevent that. But we can take small steps. We can do uh, small actions. We can you know, control our thoughts in small ways to develop that muscle of being able to control that perspective on circumstances that we have no control over. I think these things are all so key to living productive lives and accomplishing the things that we care about most. One of the things that Ryan said that I thought was so important, I, I had this, this was the quote I listened to in the audiobook that had me go buy a copy of the regular book so I could read it again. And here's what he said, focusing exclusively on what is in our power magnifies and enhances our power. But every ounce of energy directed at things we can't actually influence is wasted self-indulgent, and self-destructive. I'm going to read that again because I, I want that to sink in both for me and for you. Here's what he said. Focusing exclusively on what is in our power magnifies and enhances our power. But every ounce of energy directed at things we can't actually influence is wasted, self-indulgent, and self-destructive focusing exclusively on what is in our power, focus in all circumstances on what we think and on what we do, focusing on what we think, managing what we do uh, think will change how we feel and that will influence what we do. If we focus on those things, our power will be magnified and enhanced and it will make a difference over time. But focusing on those things outside our control, our past, other people's thoughts, other people's actions, you know, the future, all focusing on those things wastes our energy. And that's not the key to, to being productive, is it? I really thought this book was great. Again, I may do a, a, a more in-depth uh, discussion of the book later on. But in the meantime, I definitely recommend it. I'll link it in the show notes. It's called The Obstacle is the Way, The Timeless Art of Turning Trials into Triumph. I'll also link to a couple of articles I've read recently that I've found really encouraging and thought-provoking on this subject of managing our minds and focusing on those things within our control because that's what will make a difference uh, focusing on things outside our control will paralyze us and keep us from moving forward, turning our thoughts intentionally uh, to those things we can control will make all the difference. So those are my thoughts, but what do you think? Is there a situation in your life where you felt powerless or where you've been unhappy because you're trying to change things you have no control over? Can you identify some small thing you do control and take action there? I would love to hear from you, your thoughts on that. Uh, if there's any way I can help you with that, please reach out to me. You can share your, your thoughts, your ideas, your questions in the comments section of the show notes for this episode, which you will find at theproductivewoman.com slash 281. 
Or you can post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page. Anybody can access that. If you're a woman who listens to this podcast, you are welcome to join us in the private community Facebook group. Just go to theproductivewoman.com slash group and click on the join button. Be sure to answer the questions there. Uh, A lot of times I get requests to join the group from people who don't answer the question and their profile on Facebook is set to private. So I can't verify that they're actually a woman who, you know, is legitimately wanting to be a part of this community. Or unfortunately, there are people on Facebook, as you probably know, who uh, are trolling for other things. And I, that I'm very protective of this community, uh, because I want it to be a place where we, we, as women who care about making lives that matter can support and encourage each other. There are great conversations going on in there. And I'd love to have you be a part of it. Uh, again, it's only for women. I know there are men who listen to the podcast and I appreciate you and you're welcome to uh, be part of the conversation on the Facebook page. But the the group right now is just for the women who listen to the show. If you'd rather share your thoughts with me privately, you can email me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com and I'd love to hear from you. Can I ask you a quick favor? I, I haven't asked in a while but I, I do want to reach out to more people to help spread the word about the conversations we're having here on the podcast and uh, the other things that are going on. Would you help me spread the word? If you get value from this podcast, there are a couple of different ways you can do that. Simply tell a friend. Most people find podcasts by recommendation of somebody they know and trust. And so if there's someone you know that you think might get benefit from this or any other episode of the podcast, tell them about it, show them how to subscribe in Apple podcasts or whatever uh, podcast source they use. You can also share an episode. If you go to the website uh, for any episode there, there's a separate page and there are share social sharing buttons and you can do that there. Or, and you can consider leaving a review of the podcast in Apple podcasts. Uh, I want to say thank you to Sherry1088 from the United States who recently left a very nice five-star review of the Productive Woman podcast and said, I love the advice, perspective, insight, and motivation. Great podcast. I listen over and over. And um, Sherry1088, thank you so much. That was so encouraging to me to see that you're finding value in what we're doing here. Before we go, a quick word about our sponsor, MetPro, which is a concierge health coaching program that I discovered late last year and wish I'd known about much sooner. As a woman, you're used to taking care of everyone, but to be your best self, you have to take care of your needs and your health as well. This year, you can work with a team of industry-leading experts to help guide you, hold you accountable, and cheer you on as you cross the finish line toward achieving your health goals. What they do is, using your metabolic data, they analyze your metabolism to learn how your body actually responds to diet and exercise because we're all individuals and it's different for each of us. So they analyze that, figure out how it works for your body. And then with personal coaching, they help you apply those insights into your lifestyle. It's not just about weight loss, although they've been very helpful to me in that realm, 
But MetPro coaches provide you with the support and education you need to live a healthier life. And they are offering something special for the Productive Woman listeners. If you visit metpro.co slash tpw, you can get a complimentary metabolic profiling assessment and consultation. You'll learn about your metabolism. You'll receive personalized advice from one of their experts. And all you have to do to claim the offer is go to metpro.co. That's not .com, it's .co. metpro.co slash tpw. And let me know if you try it out and what you think. Uh, If you're running a business, don't forget that HoneyBook is offering our listeners 50% off your first year when you visit honeybook.com slash tpw. That's honeybook.com slash tpw. And thank you so much to HoneyBook and MetPro for supporting the Productive Woman podcast and productive women everywhere. And that's it for this episode of The Productive Woman. As always, thank you so much for spending this time with me. I hope you found something in it that's helpful to you. I look forward to hearing from you, your thoughts on the things we talked about here. And I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter.